0: The following is a CSPN media podcast presentation. Hello, everyone, and I'm Don Delarente and this is a know the score special on Super Bowl 51. I'm joined by the back. Jesse. Hey, Jesse.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm good. It's good to talk to you about an epic Super Bowl that we got a chance to watch last night.
1: Right. For me, it's been a while because I've been out trying to fix computer things, but I'm glad to be back.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Hope everything is going well in the beautiful world of coding and technology.
1: Not as well as it can go, but you know how it is.
0: All right. <laughs> well, let's talk about something that was epic. Um, well, first uh, let me ask you, um, what was your setting? Did you have a Super Bowl party? Did you watch some uh, family and friends?
1: You know, was- I I don't watch around people anymore just because people say things about the game and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, Look at your eyes. Is this, you're, what you're saying and what's going on is not making sense anymore. So now I just have to watch this by myself. Um, um, yeah, I had a food set up. I had oxtail. I had plantain. I had rice going. It was a very ethnic affair with myself. And I you was know, just chilling watching the game. It was great.
0: Okay. Uh, myself, we had some people over. So we had a Steelers fan. We had a Panthers fan. We had a Bears fan. Cowboys fan, of course, me as a Redskins fan. So the Steelers fan, of course, was going for the Falcons and rooting against everything Patriots. The Panthers fan was rooting for the Patriots because they didn't want Atlanta to succeed because of their division. And then they would be the only team without a Super Bowl, and then they came off the Super Bowl losing last year, so they didn't want to – they wanted some company.
1: They didn't want to be the Eagles of the NFC South, Right.
0: Right. So then the Bears fan came dressed in red and black. So that basically told us his intentions and the way that he was leaning. And then myself and my other friend who's a Cowboys fan, we just wanted a good game. Right. And for about 38 minutes, it really wasn't that great of a game.
1: Did your Atlanta Falcons fan friend do like the Dirty Bird in like the third or the second quarter?
0: No, 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 no. He was very confident. He was laid back. He was very confident. And at one point, I actually agreed with him because to me, it looked like watching an old fighter. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of waiting. You know, you see a few flashes, but the younger, more aggressive challenger is really taking it to him. And you're just thinking, well, just don't think it's going to be there tonight. (laughs) And that's basically how I felt there coming towards the Middle way into the third quarter. Once uh, Grakowski missed that field goal, uh, extra point, rather, I was just like, well, might not be in in the cards tonight for the the Patriots just because that was, you know, them trying to grab some momentum and then missing that field goal just sucked it all away. So, your thoughts and kind of the ebbs and flows of, you know, what looked like it was going to be an all-time blowout to turning into an all-time classic.
1: All right. So, for the entire game, I just felt like I feel like the Falcons were going to find a way to mess this up. I don't know why. You can check my timeline at Jesse, but I never said they're going to win. And even in the third quarter, I'm like, guys, this is the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to find a way to falcon this up. I mean, I could have looked at, you know, back in 1998, Eugene Robinson, NFL Man of the Year, got busted for soliciting a prostitute the night of the Super Bowl. I could have looked at the fact that, you know, in a previous game, they scored two points in a, in a playoff game. I could have looked at I mean, it's just like so many things. It's just looking so too good to be true for me that I'm like, I I, I feel like they're going to find a way to mess this up. And a few things I saw along the way was like, okay, stupid penalties being accrued. Sure, that could have been nerves. When I saw them go into the fourth quarter with one touch, with one timeout left, I'm like, this is going to be good. You know, because the time management and then Kyle Shanahan getting a little QT with the plays. And then five minutes to go, you're in the 22-yard line and third and one, you're going to pass the ball. And all you need to do is just kick, you know, kick it for a field goal and you would have won the game. It was just not looking right from after the Lady Gaga, you know, halftime show. And then the interesting stat was like, oh, they've gone an hour without seeing the ball. As someone who's lived and seen through Super Bowl forty-seven as a Ravens fan, I'm like, I don't know about this. And it's, at the end, and then it's just so crazy that at the end, you know, oh, they never, the Patriots never took the lead until it's time to win the game. And I think that's a, much of a testament to the New England Patriots than anything.
0: Right. Um, I'm, I'm with you. Um, when they got the touchdown in the second drive of the third quarter, and it was 28-3, to it was pretty much like, you know...
1: It was too good to be true.
0: Well, it was pretty much my thinking was, you know, Cal Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, running the ball is their forte. All please, they have to do, do is the just, with, yeah, it's just kill the, it's just the clock is their opponent now, not Tom Brady, per se. Um, just because I I like to look at strategy of the game, Atlanta did everything I thought they needed to do from a
1: scheme-wise.
0: Right. From a scheme-wise on defense, they played the Patriots the way that I thought everybody should play the Patriots. Press the receivers. Stay up tight with them. They're not going to run by you. You're going to have a chance to get your hands on the ball even if they try to throw it deep.
1: And knock Tom Brady on his ass.
0: Right. They did that to perfection. But, again, their offense not taking advantage of everything that they had done of the pick six – the fumble that led to, you know, that's 14 direct points by the defense that you don't think about going into a game like this. That, hey, Kyle Shanahan, all you got to do now, you've thrown enough passes, all you got to do now is just milk the clock. And you're up one score and a two-point conversion, which is the length of the football field. Julio Jones just made a fantastic catch, all-time Super Bowl catch.
1: We should be talking (laughs) about that more, but thanks terrible clock management, and them just like, oh, we're just going to throw the ball. We're going to keep going this game like we're trailing.
0: Right, right. At no point, even even though they were coming back and they had the momentum, perfect position. They had the ball. They had the lead. They had the clock on their side. Once you got that first down and got near the red zone, I mean, literally they could have fell down three times, kicked the field goal, and no matter what Tom Brady does, they're walking off the field with a confetti falling on Atlanta Falcons and the culture and the country, you know, feels and good I about mean, themselves today.
1: We've been celebrating for John Lewis, we've been celebrating for the Ancestors, but no.
0: Domingos having a number DeMigos. one album. I mean,
1: People were saying, do it for Shawty Low. i like, oh, man, that was so disappointing. But,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, the Falcons were even at a point of feel-good status where Monty Jones was even thinking about jumping back on the bandwagon.
1: I don't think he would have jumped back on, but
0: he said if he would have won the Super Bowl for one night, he would have got down with the get down.
1: Mm. All right.
0: But even that got just, you know, blown away in just a matter of of moments. But you have to give all credit to the Patriots because their defense shut out the Falcons in the times where they had to. I mean, don't, I mean remember, the onside kick was a possession where the Falcons didn't score, and they got the ball over midfield mm-hmm. because of the penalty. And that was another possession where the Patriots' defense, hell, even if they get a field goal there, that's 31 points, and they hold on to win. I think that's what people forget about playing the Patriots. If you can't score at least 31, you're not going to win, and you're probably going to need 35 to 38 just to be confident. And Atlanta didn't even need that. They just really needed to run the ball just a little bit more. They had 18 total. And then uh,
1: five, five of them were only after the, in the second half. Five. After the
0: Twenty-five point lead, right? Right, right. So that's
1: amazing, God. Right. So, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if like some some Falcon friends were like, "I just quit this. I can't do this. I can't go back." Right. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad. I mean, it's, that's just some uncharted territory. I don't know how they feel. Thankfully, but uh.
0: yeah, it, it's going to be hard for them to recover and pick themselves up and be excited about football coming to next season because. The hangover from that, you know, is going to be just
1: huge. And all this in a new stadium that they hyped up to like infinity, infinity. I'm like, oh, yeah. God. So, I just, yeah.
0: Let's kind of shift over to, you know, I mean, right now you can't deny it. He's got the rings to prove it. He's got the greatest comeback ever in the Super Bowl to prove it. Tom Brady, the GOAT.
1: Uh, I hate his face, but he's so good.
0: Right. He's- no matter what you think about his politics, or no matter what you think about his life, as far as you know, having everything you could imagine, when you put him out in between those lines, I think every football fan would say they want him on their team. They wish they were, he was theirs.
1: I mean, I'm I'm very good at hating on him and the Patriots and everything. I'm like, God, ugh. five rings. What?
0: Yeah.
1: I can't. I can't.
0: Seven times in the game itself, which is you know. Almost half the amount of years he's been playing, he's played in the Super Bowl, which is, you know, come to think about it, unheard of in professional football.
1: And how many years do you think he has left in him?
0: At a level in which he can be competitive, I think he's got three seasons, Okay, barring just a major injury.
1: So they're thinking about, oh, we're going to trade away Garoppolo because we think Tom Brady still has some good years in him. Like, what?
0: I don't think they should do that because then you basically would have if Belichick wants to continue or if McDaniels, you know, just says, hey, I'll stick around and take it over. And when you're ready to give it up, I mean, it could be like the 49ers all over again where they had Montana and then they transitioned into young and it just keeps on going and you get like 20 years, or in this case, you get probably, if Garoppolo is good enough, you might get 30 years of yeah. excellent football.
1: get. From Boston, possible-
0: yeah, never mind. I mean, yeah. Yeah, which is just what would be unparalleled in sports to have something go on that long
1: mm-hmm. in a consistent
0: basis. But I mean, Tom Brady, he he looked mortal in the first half. I think everybody was um, ready to put the tombstone, the picture of him um, laying in the field with my man streaking down the sideline for the pick six. I think that was going to be kind of the tombstone on Tom Brady. But, um, you know, they let him get that one touchdown there right before the fourth quarter on that long drive that took a lot of time. And then they came out in the fourth quarter, and I think he, you know, turned the headset off, said we're gonna go five wide. And whichever side has less defenders, I'm throwing that way. And he set all types of records for fourth quarter passing, overtime passing. I think he had something. Large like,
1: passing total. Right.
0: I think he had like two hundred and almost two hundred and fifty yards in the fourth quarter and overtime.
1: He, he had passing. to throw at least seventy times.
0: Right, right. So, But we can't forget about uh, James White, um, 14 receptions, two rushing touchdowns, a receiving oh. touchdown, and a two-point conversion.
1: And I'm good for Tom Brady for giving him that trap because it wasn't for him.
0: <laughs> right.
1: him.
0: right, right. Uh, Amendola and Edelman came to the party a little bit later once Tom got his rhythm. I think that the, the unsung hero of the game, though, for the Patriots, may be Malcolm Mitchell because that was who Tom Brady went to to kind of get his rhythm. He was trying to throw in the middle of the field early in the game, and the timing was off because Atlanta was doing a good job of just mauling their receivers. They would take the automatic first downs for the reward of it eventually led to a pick six because the timing was just off. But then Tom Brady adjusted his game plan, started going to the outside, and he started finding Malcolm Mitchell, and that got Tom Brady into a rhythm. And then once he found his rhythm, Atlanta was tired, because their offense, again, wasn't taking advantage of the score and the time of the clock, and it just became a thing where they just wore down and they couldn't get to them in the fourth quarter when you needed to.
1: Right. They had five
0: sacks in the game, but not in the second half.
1: Yeah. So as, that's them. as for Atlanta's defense, who were absolutely gassed by the time the fourth quarter came around, um, yeah, I'm just saying they were gassed. I mean, I, yeah, the fourth yeah. quarter was such a blur and just
0: they couldn't. They yeah, their they, offense didn't. They not pick up on the
1: offense. I'm like, they're telling them like, so we're just not in the cover. We're just not. Oh, okay. This is where it all turns badly for Atlanta because just the like, guy's not getting cover, missed tackles, and all that stuff.
0: Right, right. Um, and 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 another sneaky thing was. Who was watching the game for them that didn't see that Edelman caught that ball that the ball stayed up on that dude's leg? Because I saw that from my TV. I was like, Oh, he caught that because it was spinning on my man's leg." Mm-hmm. And then that was another timeout that was wasted because I mean, you got to remember they still had the ball with 50 seconds left. If their if their kickoff returner plays smart, takes the touchback, they get about the ball at 25. That's more than enough time, especially if you have a timeout, right? Go down the field and get back within field goal range because all they need to do is get your kicker to like 45 yards distance, and he's pretty much money.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, what if and should have done is is all good now, but you know, it's just those little things, and that's the reason why Belichick is the best is because he doesn't give away anything, you have to earn everything you get from the Patriots.
1: And at the time, like other gas, okay, let's go, let's do this.
0: Mhm, mhm. You have to be ready to play for the whole sixty minutes, and if you don't, yeah, will they'll, they'll get you. They'll get you. So, um, we'll move on from Tom Brady and the Patriots, and we'll talk about uh, a moment that was two years in the making. Uh, the pay meter was very high on this one. And, that was uh, everybody's favorite commissioner Roger Goodell got up there, and he had to hand the trophy over to Robert Kraft and say good things about the Patriots. And the booing was at a level that has probably hasn't been seen at an NFL level in forever, maybe since, like, Philadelphia or something.
1: Right. The it or the New Orleans yeah. or something. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just talk about just him as the face of the league and just kind of how bad that looked when everybody is watching your event.
1: Of course it looks awful because you have the biggest sporting event. One of the largest sporting events in the world is being watched several times and several time zones over. And you have this game, you have this, you know, you have this unprecedented comeback. You know, no team has ever come back 25, 25 down to win the Super Bowl. And it's such a landmark moment. And then everybody has to watch your, you know, head in command just get booed like that. That's not really a good look. I mean, I'm sure there's nothing going to be really done about it. I can't really be mad at the Patriots fans. Although, um, I can't, you can't be mad. I mean, we all understand why they're booing. Because this whole deflate game was like probably... I think so, kind of investigation, and that's what they were charged on. So yeah, that was inevitable, but it's not a good look for the league. There's nothing they can really do about it. So,
0: right. I think it might have been just a residual, just how everybody feels about Roger Goodell from the Flategate to Ray Rice to Josh Brown to Greg Hardy to head trauma to the well, you know Colin Kaepernick thing. I just think his whole commissionership right now is just you know, negative in what he stands for and represents.
1: Yeah. And but for, and the owners won't do anything about it because he's meeting their money goals. I mean, these Thursday night games, they're uh, absolutely terrible. They're but I, uh,
0: his, his thing is this though. And I think that especially with not having craft on his side, his, you know, popularity amongst those ranks are starting to dwindle. Right. I, I don't think he has as many people in his corner as he did, let's say four years ago.
1: I mean, it's true, but he's still bringing the money that he promised that he would bring in. So you just kind of have to put up with him as yeah. it is.
0: Right, right. So, you know, it's got to be interesting to see if he can do something to win a PR war, maybe uh, show up at the first game next year when the Patriots get their rings and let the Foxborough crowd boom and see if they can forgive him finally. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> or if they'll just him.
1: Oh, you disrespected Tom Brady. You disrespect <laughs> Boston. I'm like, come. Okay, all right. <laughs>
0: So, Jeffs, just you know, we just wanted to do a quick in and out. Let the people know that we haven't forgot about them; that we're still around here at Notre Score. So, just give me, you know, your final thoughts on you know what you took in, and just a, another fantastic championship game. It seems to be the the theme of sports here, 2016 running into 2017.
1: Um, it's kind of interesting that in the last 12 months that this is the most. I was I was listening to Lavatard earlier that this was kind of a you know not not let down, but it was just like kind of anticlimactic compared to the other finals we've gotten so far, as in, like, Cavs Warriors and you know, um, the Indians and the the, uh, the Cubs, and it's kind, of, it's kind of it's funny looking at it like, oh, compared to the other championships we've seen this year, it was kind of anticlimactic. Um, other than that, unless the AFC East does something, like, really big and really crazy, I don't, who else is going to stop the Patriots uh, in that division? So, of course, we're going to see more of them. And basketball season is officially here. All Star Weekend's <laughs> coming up. It should be fun in New Orleans. I thought.
0: Yes. Too bad they took it away from Charlotte. But, yeah, but
1: um, they knew they, knew the,
0: they knew what was going to happen. Right. right. My father thought thoughts would just be: you can't bet against Belichick and Brady, no matter how you know dire the situation looks, no matter who's the upstart team. They just have a symmetry in, in and in a relationship that. When they, you know, they can get people to fall behind them, just those two guys. It doesn't matter what the cast is, how talented they are, or how untalented they are. More than likely, uh, you know, five times out of seven, they've ended up being the best team. And, you know, you can say it's luck, and you can say it's cheating, and you can say it's this, and you can say it's that. But eventually, you just have to tip your hat and say, hey, it's the best I've seen. Right. It's the best I've seen do it. And I think that that's kind of where I'm at now. With my assessment of the Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, he's he's been torturing my life as a six-year-old kid. The first memory I have of football is an NFC Championship game in 1986 against the Redskins. Uh, the Giants shut our offense down and they carried him off the field. And to me, he's been just you know stand out, even though he had a rough patch in Cleveland. You know he had the yeah. vision. He just got a diff- he just got a second chance and he made the most of it. So my hats off to those guys. True. And oh
1: yeah, Falcons, going to Falcons. Sorry,
0: Falcons fans. Yeah, and for them, um, they're in division that's getting better. Um, you know, everybody but the Saints have a have a you know young quarterback. I mean, Matt Ryan's young in NFL mm-hmm. kind of age, but Drew Brees is getting a little older. And, and but you know, so it's going to be tough for them to kind of climb over Tampa Bay and you know Carolina. I expect them to bounce back, focus this year as well. So you know, it'll be interesting to see. They'll have a new offensive coordinator and they'll try to you know shake off. Ooh, it's, <laughs> yeah the yeah. most devastating collapse in NFL history as far as the Super Bowl goes so you know yeah. it'll be-
1: <laughs> good luck San Francisco I don't know what's going to happen you.
0: you
1: absolutely no weapons over there
0: only four more months to the draft <laughs>
1: so
0: alright so for with that suggested I am at Don Bellarente, and this has been the Know The Score Super Bowl Special
1: bye